Welcome to Empowering Business Women by Brenda Regiment. This program will focus on all aspects of women-owned businesses from a financial education standpoint. Get ready to learn about resources you can use for loans, tax advantages, real estate, and leadership. Now, here's your host, Brenda Regiment. Welcome to Empowering Business Women with Brenda Regiment. And we are now Facebook Live. Today we will be discussing of why employers need workers' compensation insurance. Our guest speaker is Guillermo Vergara, an expert at workers' compensation insurance. Without further ado, let's welcome Guillermo to the show. Hi, Guillermo. How are you? Good afternoon. Good. Thank you for coming. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your insurance company? Sure. So um, I practice. My office is here in Sacramento, California, and uh, I've been doing this for over 10 years now. I used to be in the IT industry, but I decided to change uh, and start a new career as an insurance broker. Specializes in business. In business, absolutely. Yes. That's what we have you here because we need a lot of information from you. Good. Okay. And I want to let the audience know that Guillermo and I uh, know each other for a long time. And actually, he's one of our experts in our group that always wanting and willing to help our clients. That's the reason why we, you know, collaborate, because it's so important to understand why you need a workers comp in your business. So, Guillermo, let's start with the requirements. Let's talk about requirements first, and then we'll move on to the good stuff. Okay. Okay. Good, good. So, uh, uh, one of the requirements why why do we need to purchase workers' comp, right? It's why is it essential? Well, it's essential that any business, being a sole proprietor, a partnership, a corporation, the moment you have one employee, by law, you have to have workers' comp. It's through the California Labor Code, Section 3700, that requires you to have workers' comp. What about uh, family businesses? Family businesses as a sole proprietor, sometimes they get confused, but yes, they need to have workers come. The definition of employee means that any person that services an employer, either through a contract, an appointment, or it could be ex explicit or implied, oral or written, lawfully or unlawfully, that's the definition, that you're employed, that's the moment you need workers come. I can give you examples. Okay. So one of the examples is, so you have a restaurant owner, no contract, hires a person to do and clean the parking lot. Okay. On a monthly payment. So there was no contract, it was orally. Well, the moment the person receives money, employer needs to have workers come. What if this employee is a relative, like a very close relative, maybe a son, a daughter, or you know, maybe sometimes a husband? Yes, the moment the employer puts the employee on payroll, mm -hmm. regardless if it's a family member or not, that's the moment it's considered an employee and you need to have workers come. Okay. You may not get caught at the beginning Things can be working properly, but the moment inspector comes in, and regardless, the inspector could be IRS, EDD, workers' comp. They'll the first time they're going to cite, and okay. it could be heavy citation on that. 
And this has been your experience. I, I totally understand that. But let's talk about, uh, let's give an example to the audience. Like for instance, we're talking about sole proprietors. What happens when you incorporate your business and now you're talking about shareholders? So in a corporation, let's say husband and wife, you know, they're both shareholders and as long as they own those shares, they can definitely work with workers' comp, meaning that they will not need workers' comp. Is that one of the rules? That's correct. So as a corporation, the moment you become an officer Mm -hmm. or a partner of the corporation, you're exempt to have workers' comp. Only the employees that are under payroll they need to have. Uh, they need to be under workers' comp, but all the owners are exempt. Okay, mm-hmm. that's wonderful, and right. that's one of the um, situations I wanted to explain because sometimes we think that we don't have hope, but there is always hope, right? As long that's as you correct. do everything legal and uh, you look for consultation, because that's the most important thing. You always need to talk to a professional that will help you uh, to better structure your business. So, uh, Guillermo. Let's talk about an experience that you have had recently because I, and this is why you and I get along so well because we're always trying to help these cases, right? All of a sudden, this person is in construction and, you know, they get audited. I'm pretty sure you have uh, an example of mine and I I do too, but let's start with yours. Well, uh, let me give you a new one. Uh, Before I, that was before after offline, I was giving you a different one. But uh, so I have a contractor who manufactures pallets, those wooden okay. pallets where you clear the merchandise. He had a helper, not an employee. He went in at night, he started working using some tools. One of the power tools, the nail came off flying and hit his high. Oh my goodness. So he got hurt. So he goes to emergency, right away they open up a claim, right? Wow. Well, the owner, not knowing that he's a friend, he's not an employee, oh. right? He didn't have workers come. Wow. So what happened now legally, he's liable for this case. Uh, we need to refer him to a lawyer and eventually he had to get workers come for the future employees. And like I said, even though he was a friend, legally, he fell he's under an employee. Yes, right. Definitely. Yes. He was working for a pay. Right. Yes. Wow. So that uh, now it's a learning lesson for a lot of sole proprietors mm-hmm. that even friends and family, the moment they go to the hospital and they say, um, I was hurt at work. I was hurt at work. Yes. Right away, they open up a claim and now you, the owner, become responsible. Oh, wow. That's very sad. And I'm, you know, I have heard so many stories as bad as that one or worse that impacts my life because you go to work not knowing what's gonna happen to you, right? And not knowing if you're gonna come back. Uh, But construction workers are, you know, they get my sympathy because as hard as they work, they're always in trouble or in danger of something happening to them. And I have seen a lot of construction businesses or business owners that are holding back on workers comp Mm -hmm. they're saving those pennies but at the end of the day you know they have a requirement they have to provide safety for their employees but at the same time they have to 
have this budget and this is something that they don't have when you start a business a budget is very important of how are you going to hire these employees what's the cost and you have to include you the workers comp That's insurance correct. as a cost of this employment or these employees because uh, you as a business owner yeah you're there to make money but you also have the responsibility to you know, provide the safety right. for the employees. So that's on one note. The other note is, okay, what happens when you do get workers' comp and now you have to go through an audit from workers' comp? Right. The, and this is, where it, this is where it gets intense because sometimes you don't know that this audit will get you in a tax liability or a penalty liability. That's so let's right. talk more about that. Yes. So, so one of the things is first, like we mentioned, it's the law. It requires that you have to have workers come. Then the other one is that they need to be classified correctly. That's the second problem that they run into a lot of contractors. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to classify their employees. Mm -hmm. So by classifying their employees properly, they can avoid audits. By classifying uh, and, and setting up the proper payroll mm -hmm. because workers come follows payroll. Right. That's how it works. So let me give you for instance. Mm -hmm. So a contractor hires an assistant to run the administration. Okay. That classification in the California code uh, will give it a number. So it's 8810 classification code. That requires to have workers comp, but it's only like 65 cents to 70 cents per hundred of oh, payroll. okay. So that's not expensive. Right. Now, if you have a worker doing actual construction work, mm -hmm. they can be classified under another number, and that will be $7 per hundred of workers comp. I see. So if you don't classify your employees accordingly, that can also create an audit, mm -hmm. and then you end up paying a penalty. Mm -hmm. So it's the proper classification and also having the proper payroll. Do not underestimate or overestimate. You have to be as accurate as possible mm -hmm. in declaring payroll. Because uh, the first question they ask you is, can you estimate the payroll you will have for the year? Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, so if you underestimate that, that payroll without budgeting correctly, then that might be, uh, it will become a penalty when they finally audit you on that annual audit to see if you were underpaying or overpaying. That's correct. So if you were underpaying, there's gonna be audit, you're gonna have to pay the difference. If you overpay, they will give you credit for the next year. So not a big loss. The important thing is try to be as accurate as possible. Mm -hmm. I know it's hard to predict your payroll in the future, but you can on a monthly, on a quarterly basis, you can try to do that mm -hmm. and become as accurate as possible. Because uh, payroll, it's a, it's a variable uh, expense. I mean, it's just something that right. you, it's hard, like you said, it's hard to predict. However, if you're a business owner, it's your responsibility to put your numbers together, first yeah. of all, because yeah. not only you need to know what you're doing with workers' comp, but you also need to pay your tax liabilities. So let's go back to what happens when you misclassify those employees. Mm -hmm. I have encountered 
uh, business owners that have gotten in trouble. And let me give you an example. There's a, a case that I recently had to assist. Um, they, the, the owner was very frustrated because workers comp audited him and, you know, he ended up with the, what is an assessment of $500,000. This is his first year in construction. He's doing very, very good. I was impressed. You know, mm -hmm. I was impressed because he did very well that year and, you know, gross. But he never thought that by misclassifying his employees as independent contractors, you know, it would give him this liability. So when the annual audit came it's all paperwork and he was you know he had some employees they filled it out but the audit was also asking for the names of the people that receive a 1099 that's correct yes and of course he was not expecting this and so they did not want to close the audit until they got all those names and because he was in chalk, okay, why am I gonna put this information? So you know what they did, the, the auditor came to his office and grabbed the checkbook and started getting name by name all those checks that he's paid without payroll. That's, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, he, when he was telling me this, I, you know, I have never seen this before and I was in chalk too because I said, unfortunately, you should have been advised right. that this is the way, you know, the right way to do it. You had to classify correctly. Mm -hmm. What do you have to say about well, that? Well, that's one of the problems that we have is that we, uh, as you as an employer, sometimes you get confused. You go to your local agent, but you have to make sure that the local agent is not what they call a property casualty, but not only that, but he's, that he needs to be specialized in a business. Mm -hmm. uh, so what happens, a lot of people go to their local agent, which they only do home and auto insurance, and they have no experience with workers come, and that's when they fall into the trap mm -hmm. of not being classified properly. Mm -hmm. So my suggestion is try to go to a, a, a property casualty agent and ask for a special or somebody that specializes mm -hmm. in workers' in workers' comp, absolutely. So they can give you the proper classification. Mm -hmm. Not only that, it's how are you going to report, who's going to be included, who's going to be excluded, and how are you going to follow the rules mm -hmm. along the way because it's a one-year contract that you have to have with workers' comp. So yeah. once you get an assessment, is there any possibility to go retroactive, or there, is there any way to get this penalty, you know, down to like for instance, he was five hundred thousand right. dollars. So what is because I remember I I think is one of the clients that you sent me, and I remember you were even consulting with attorneys at that time, right. and you were you were just as yeah. desperate as he was, and we're all trying to you know help him out. But I remember you telling me that uh, the attorneys did not want to get the case. That's correct. When in doubt that you don't know how to classify it and to avoid this, is like I said, is let's classify them from the beginning. Let's mm -hmm. see who's a contractor, who's not a contractor. But if this happens after the fact, you get an audit, the, a good advice is 
to hire a lawyer also that specializes in workers' comp mm -hmm. for the employer because you also have a specialty uh, lawyers that defend the employee. Okay. In this case, it's the employer. Mm -hmm. So you have to be uh, very careful in selecting your lawyer that can sit with you and they can try to help you out in reducing this penalty. Okay. So there's there's solutions. There's solutions. Yeah, You've yes, seen solutions. them. Yes. And what if? Uh, okay, we get to a solution or a resolution on mm -hmm. this. Is there any payment plan that they can make? With, yes. Because so I you, have never heard so far about the payment plan. So you give us your experience. Yes. So so if you honestly say that you made a mistake, if you honestly try to repair, they will see your honesty and they will give you an opportunity. And you also said, I don't have the money. Is there a payment plan that we can do? Sometimes they finance it mm -hmm. through uh, banks that specialize in, in this kind of cases. Okay. Right. Or directly they'll let you. They'll 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 break it down, and it could it could say that on a twelve month period you have to have a full payment. I see. But there are, there are ways to finance it. Yes. And this is only because you're accepting that you're at fault. You're accepting that you know there was some negligence there or omission, um, and that you're willing to you know collaborate. But I hope I have also seen people that they say I'm not gonna pay this. What happens to those? Well, the uh, they get penalized, and the uh, judgment can be against you. And if it's a corporation, they will go after your assets. If you're a sole proprietor, they can go after your out on home to restitute, restitute of the full payment. Wow. Yes. So it is that serious. It is very yes. serious. Yes. Okay. Uh, what about um, incarceration? Yes. So the law says, and let me see if I have it here because mm -hmm. I want to quote exactly what it says. It says here that if you do not have workers come and you have employees, it's considered to be a misdemeanor punishable by imprisonment in the county, county jail for up to 60 days and there could be a fine up to $10,000 or both. So it is serious. It's a misdemeanor not having workers. Okay, you heard it all. So when we come back, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to hear more of uh, Guillermo's workers' comp experience and advice. Like us on Facebook, friend us on Facebook. If you have any questions, please call the show at 866-472-5790. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are having tax problems, are getting IRS letters, or experiencing a tax audit, call 916-476-3244 for a tax consultation with your host, Brenda Regimond. Brenda is a tax expert based in Sacramento, California. You can contact Brenda Regimond by phone or email at 916-476-3244 or Brenda at bdtaxfinancegroup.net. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. In your business, are you on top of your PR game? PR is what tells your story. Whether it's the business itself, key people in your business, or showing your best face to the public, listen for the brand ambassadors. Host Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield will discuss effective presentation ideas, building your personal brand, risk management, crisis communication, and more. Focus your business goals and PR resources. Listen live Fridays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Empowering Business Women. To reach Brenda Regimund on today's show, call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you can send it to Brenda at bdtaxfinancegroup.net. Now, back to Empowering Business Women by Brenda Regimund. Welcome back to the show and Facebook Live. Guillermo Vergara is here today in the show sharing about why businesses are required to have workers' compensation insurance. Uh, Guillermo, let's talk about the benefits that I am entitled as an employee through workers' compensation. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So, yeah, we did talk about that you need to have workers' comp, right? But we don't really know what is entitled. Mm -hmm. So, first, workers' comp three elements if you get injured at work you as an employee have up to a million dollar of coverage wow if you get sick you get up to a million dollars okay or if you die you get coverage of that so let me give you a scenario so one of them one of the employees at a body shop uh he be he Became sick. He went for a treatment. They found out that he had a stomach cancer. And they found out, how do you get the stomach cancer? Well, it showed that breathing through the air and the fumes at the auto shop, that's what caused his stomach oh, cancer. Wow. So it wasn't an accident. Mm-hmm. It was an illness. Mm-hmm. They submitted a claim to workers' comp, and him as an employee had the benefits. Okay. What are some of these benefits? Well, one of them was medical care. Mm-hmm. So the workers come to care of all his medical care. Uh, he became disabled. He was not able to work for a while. Okay. So you get temporary disability benefits. Oh, wow. That means that a workers come will pay the employee for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they need money and they need to pay for the rent. They need to pay for the expenses. So workers come, if they decide or dictate it can even be a supplemental oh, okay. payment because they were displaced because of that. Okay. So those are some of the benefits that workers come up. And I understand and correct me if I'm wrong that they will cover up to sixty percent of your income, your regular income when you're working. It will be is it sixty percent? That's correct. Okay. Up to sixty percent. Now 
Does that mean that everybody is entitled to that? No. Okay. What happens is that you go to the doctor, mm -hmm. the doctor will determine how soon, how fast can you go back to work. Okay. Right? So can they do regular work? The doctor will determine. Mm -hmm. So they can go and work within, they say, you're disabled for a month. We'll take care of you for a month, but then you can go back to work, regular work. Another one they call modify work. Mm -hmm. That means you are not able to, for instance, if you're in the contraction business and you cannot lift over 50 pounds. Okay. Well, the doctor will make a note and said he cannot do uh, heavy lifting. So you as an employer, you have to put him under a modify work. Can he do light work? Can he do maybe painting? Can he do things that are not required lifting? That's what is called modify work. Alternative work is another option mm -hmm. where you say, well, he is almost disabled. Uh, maybe he can go and do office work until he recuperates fully. And the doctor will determine that. The time and determine the three levels. Can go back to regular work, can go to modified work, or alternative work. That's how the doctor So decides. it means that when you get injured, the, okay, first step it's you have to go to the doctor. The doctor will decide or make notes of how you got injured or why you are sick, if it has to do with if it's uh, work related or not. And then when, once that's done, they will provide you with a letter for work, right, to follow up or to go through the process of you, you know, staying home until you recover. Now, how long do you have? After the doctor says uh, you are able to go back, and what happens if they cannot modify your work? Because I, you know, at one mm -hmm. point in my right. personal experience, I went through that. Right. They, the, where I was working, they were not able to modify my mm -hmm. um, way of working, the process right. what I was doing, and they just couldn't have me there. So what? Right. What's the, your experience on that? So, so what happens? You as an employee, by law. You, you, you had the right to have this protection. So if work cannot be modified, they do have to give you an alternate option. Okay, right. And the alternate option is to either do office work, and they do by law, they need to have, provide you with alternate work. Mm -hmm. Until the case is closed, when they decide that you're fine, then you can go back to either work, or at this point, you can quit and go somewhere else. Okay. But you are protected while you are employed by the company and they cannot fire you. I see. Right. I see. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about what happens when no workers' compensation insurance wants to work with you because you have not been diligent with your diligent, I'm sorry, right. with your uh, payments or your premiums. Right. Can you tell us about that? Because it's very interesting what happens to you as a business right. owner. And I have had clients suffering, paying the cost that they would never thought they would pay to get workers' comp and not to stop their you know, construction business. Right. So... You, let's say you cancel your workers' comp because of lack of payment. They cancel your workers' comp because you had a big claim the previous year and the company doesn't want to cover you, right? Mm -hmm. So you go out and you start looking. So 
there's no regulations in California that dictate that the companies can decline you or can cancel the policy. So you have no saying. But one of the benefit is there's an uh, agency through the state of California, it's called a state fund. Okay. So a state fund cannot decline or deny you workers' comp. Mm-hmm. So when none of the other agent, uh, private companies wants to offer you workers' comp, you can always go to state fund and the state fund will not decline. They, will have, they have to take you in. Okay, yes. but tell us why it wouldn't decline you. I yeah. want to hear that. <laughs> oh, they, like I said, it's it's it, it, because they have to take you. They have to take you. Stay yeah, fine. My my yes. my yeah. point with this is yes. that they charge so much. Yes. To cover you. Yes. And they have this administrative fees that I was horrified when I saw my poor clients paying yes. all this money. Right. So, yes. not you know going with the law or not being in compliance and you thinking that you're going to save a buck Mm -hmm. for whatever reason or you're misclassifying your uh, employees can cost you so much. Yes. And I, I was, you know, again, I was feeling so much sympathy for them because I saw that for one payroll, they would be in charge almost $8,000 just for administrative, you know, work right for doing the payroll and doing the uh, the workers compensation and i would never imagine that it would be such a waste just because they couldn't follow the rules that's correct so it's uh, like say you do the crime mm-hmm. you pay for it so it is real hard to any other company but you always can go back to a professional broker mm-hmm. that can find alternatives um what we call is we have co- local companies in California which call admitted companies. When those companies they decline and they don't want to renew your policy or they cancel, with regardless for the reason why they cancel, lack of payment or you had too many claims. So th- another alternative is you go to non-admitted companies, which means companies outside of California that are willing to offer you workers' comp and give you that protection. Mm-hmm. So that's another alternative. When everything else fails, it's a state fund, and mm-hmm. the state fund, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. is very expensive, mm-hmm. it's high, but that's you have no alternative, and you have to comply, because as we said before, you'll be penalized, or you can even go to prison. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, and I also heard that um, a state fund will keep you for a few years. Is that correct? Well, a state fund, uh, if you were canceled, a state fund will, so you can stay with state fund for about a year. Mm-hmm. If you're a new business and the type of work that you do, all the private companies don't want to insure you, they don't want to offer you workers' comp, you have to go to a, a state fund first. Mm-hmm. After the year, that you fulfill your obligation with workers' comp, now you're free to select, and now it'll become easier because now you created a record okay. with state fund that you have employees, that you have workers' comp, so it'll be a lot easier. So this can yeah. happen also if you're a brand new in the industry? Right, oh. so brand new industries, okay. you started your business, you go to your local broker and the broker said, I'm sorry, I don't have a market for you mm-hmm. because you're you're new to the business. 
we don't have you don't have credit mm-hmm. we don't know your your work history so i'm sorry we'll, we'll, we'll we're going to decline so you go to stay fine and then stay fine has to take you in and we're talking about those industries that are like, for instance, that uh, the the risk is greater, like construction, that's, right? That's construction correct. Has. So uh, one of the greatest in California, uh, roofing companies. Mm-hmm. Roofing companies. Oh my goodness. You don't have any private insurance company that can offer you workers' comp. So a roofing company has no option, but you go to a state fund. There's that's the only agency that will take you. Wow! Yes, I didn't know that. Yes, other other uh, there's other companies that deal with pollution. Mm-hmm. The same thing. Only Stefan will take you in. Okay. But your average construction, your uh, um, a tile setter, your plumber, your electrical, uh, the sheetrock, most of them are okay. Okay. They will take you in. But those extreme uh, um, risk. Um, that uh, can create a high risk of accidents, that you go to state fund. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. But, I mean, you just have to know what you're doing, actually, right. right? Right. When you're a business owner, yeah, we're there for the buck, but we also have a lot of responsibility. And that's exactly what we need to remind ourselves. We're going yes. in with a lot of responsibility, not only to our families, but also to our employees, that they become our family, actually. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Sure. Can my employees help me pay for my workers' compensation insurance? No, because that's sometimes uh, you as an employer, you think that it's okay, well, uh, my employees, I can make some deductions off of their paycheck. Uh, maybe I'll let them know. Maybe without knowing, <laughs> you make a deduction. Legally, it's wrong. Okay. You as an employer have to pay the full amount. Because that. I yeah. have heard. Yes. I have heard of people telling me that I'm being deducted from my check to pay, help pay workers' compensation. Yes. And my face has dropped. <laughs> yes. Because I know they're not supposed they're to, not but supposed. how do you fix that, right? right. Uh, in the meantime... It's important that people know that they're not supposed to be helping the employer pay for workers' compensation. Right. It's so illegal. you run into it too? Yes. It is experience because they think and they're assuming that it's, any, it's, it's insurance and because it's like any other insurance, liability, home insurance, auto insurance, oh, I can cancel it. Oh, I can go half and half with my husband and wife to you know, pay for it. Oh, I can probably share it with my employees. No. Workers come, mm-hmm. it's the employer's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We just wanted to make that clear. Right. What if this is a family business mm-hmm. and the question is, I like to pay the doctor cash. Let's say one of my employees, which is a relative or you know, family mm-hmm. member, got uh, injured at work and yeah. or ill, you know, mm-hmm. for any re- circumstances or reasons, and then they decide to visit the doctor and now I'm paying cash as an employer, paying right. cash for that consultation or that doctor right. visit. What's the answer to that? It's completely no, and it's illegal. If you were to go to an emergency and you pay the bill, mm-hmm. the uh, hospital, the responsibility, they know that this accident happened at work, is to report you. Okay. So be very careful, do not pay, what you do is you call your agent, you open up a claim, and let workers come take care of it. I see. And this is it. only 
I'm actually, this is mm. even if this is a relative working for you. This is even if it's a family member, right? That's correct because the alternative is that they have to have health insurance. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have health insurance, well, the solution is workers' comp. Mm -hmm. Use workers' mm -hmm. comp. Take it. Some people are afraid because they say next year my premiums will go higher. Well, first, it's illegal to pay. And then second, uh, you'll be surprised that your workers' comp will probably go up a little bit, but not that. Uh, it's not going to change a lot. Yeah, so don't be afraid. You can so use pretty much you're paying insurance to use it. So right. later you're going to have to use it. And yeah, you right. worry about the premiums, but also um, how are you going to prove, if you're paying cash, how are you going to prove that you actually pay for that person's doctor visits? Right. Because even though it's a relative and you might say, oh, we trust each other and nothing's going to happen. Actually, when it comes to you know, liability or when that person gets sick, it doesn't see you as a relative anymore, right? <laughs> That's correct. So I can I can tell you stories about that. So for instance, we had a client with a food truck. The, uh, the uh, brother um, uh, was employed. He got into an accident and uh, unfortunately he died. Oh. So the wife said it happened he died during working hours. Mm -hmm. So the wife didn't care that it was relatives. The wife didn't care that he was willing to pay. The wife went directly with the lawyer and they placed a lawsuit. Wow. And the lawsuit was directed to workers' comp. So uh, money, right? Money talks. Talks and it can break up families. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. So what happened? Uh, oh wow, I cannot even imagine losing a right. relative because of right. work and now She uh, was widow, she needed the money. Right. She that was her only way out. She opened up the claim. Right? So. And we always have to remember that yeah, it might be your brother working for you, but that's absolutely correct. There's family involved. Mm -hmm. This brother has a family, right. and he, he, you got it. I mean, this person now is looking for a way of living, and right. he, she lost, or the you know the family lost someone that they love at work. So right now they're not thinking, oh, you guys are related. Right now yeah. they're thinking the, of the loss and how we're gonna you know survive. So all these things we have to always keep in mind because this is the reason why when you go in business you have to treat business as business and you know family as family, family you have to separate correct. things yes, yes. because at the end of the day things like this might happen have, yeah. and everything goes out of control right yes. and you are not only the the owner it was probably in pain because they lost mm -hmm. the brother but at the same time now they have a liability in front of them that maybe they were not prepared to solve. That's and correct. that can actually bring their business down. Yes. Right? Or go bankrupt if we're not prepared. Yes. So that's why you have to prepare yourself because we have seen case after case where a lot of businesses fail because they were not properly structured. And like you said, not only as a corporation, mm -hmm. as a LLC, but also structure with the proper coverages which is liability insurance and workers' comp, which is a topic of today, workers' comp. Absolutely. Yeah. Guillermo, let's go to a short break, and when we come back, we're going to give more advice of what to do when you're starting a business and how to maybe uh, 
be more cost effective. I know we already said this at the beginning, but let's go into it again so people understand that sometimes it's not about, um, you know, thinking that it's going to be so expensive. It's about making numbers, real numbers, so they can actually get the insurance and, uh, you know, abide with the law, right? Sure. Okay, so let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you are having tax problems, are getting IRS letters, or experiencing a tax audit, call 916-476-3244 for a tax consultation with your host, Brenda Regiment. Brenda is a tax expert based in Sacramento, California. You can contact Brenda Regiment by phone or email at 916-476-3244 or Brenda at bdtaxfinancegroup.net. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy. With co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless, Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Empowering Business Women. To reach Brenda Regimond on today's show, call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, you can send it to Brenda at bdtaxfinancegroup.net. Now back to Empowering Business Women by Brenda Regimond. We are back live to the show on Facebook, and we are in the last segment of the hour. So, Guillermo, tell me, isn't workers' comp fraud a crime? Yes. Uh, we see a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about on the employer side, right, that the employer uh, doesn't have workers' comp. We already say it is the law that he needs to have it. But also on the other side, um, the employee uh, wants to take advantage and the typical Monday morning when the employee on the weekend went skiing, playing soccer, was doing some activities at home, they get hurt. Monday morning, typical, they come in and they claim that they fell, that oh. they slipped, that something happened. And they want to use the uh, open up a claim. Wow! And it's typical. We see it almost every Monday. 
that's when the claims go up high, right? And then it slows down. So what happened? Is it a crime? Yes. If you end up going to the doctor, you open up a claim as an employee, mm-hmm. and then there's an investigator who's going to find out if this was actually an accident that happened at work, and if it didn't, then you're committing fraud. It so what crime. does the inve- who investigates this? So when you open up a claim, right, it's almost like with insurance, uh, like you out insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, it's you have into an accident, they call it an adjuster or an investigator okay. that's going to look into the claim and see if the claim is real or the claim is fraud. Once they assess the accident, then they will say, okay, yes, it was, it was, it's something that it happened at work. So then further on, they will decide, do they qualify for Medicare? Do they qualify for, um, like what we mentioned before, uh, extended work, mm-hmm. modified work, mm-hmm. you know, do they classify? So this is people that is specialized. They mm-hmm. investigate. It's almost like the FBI. Oh, wow. They can really figure out that you were cheating, you were lying. So be careful you as an employee out there. Mm-hmm. You also have to be careful and not just uh, submit claims. So what if yeah. they are found as a fraud? What's the penalty? What What happens? So the same. If they're, they're found a fraud, it's a misdemeanor, mm-hmm. they can go to jail, they can go to prison, and they can be fired. And this is That's, a federal crime. Yes. So it's federal crime. Mm-hmm. Do not, and be very careful when you're trying to open up a claim. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. I hope everybody's listening, yes. right? <laughs> okay. So so practically this happens on a Monday morning. Who would have right. thought? I would never <laughs> thought that that's happening every Monday, but yeah, right. I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the uninsured employers benefit trust fund. Yes. What do that mean? Well, uh, so we typically have, like I said, the the uh, uh, new business owner who didn't know about workers comp, right? So we cannot blame him. Okay, he, he didn't know. He had workers comp. One of the employees gets hurt, and we find out he didn't have workers comp. So now legally he has to be responsible for getting workers comp. But what about the employee? How is he going to get uh, uh, protected? Mm-hmm. Well, there is the Employers Benefit Trust Fund, which is a fund that is uh, is designed to help those employees that got hurt. Okay. They get treatment. They'll get paid for all their benefits. So when the employer gets workers' comp, then he has to pay back that mo- that amount of money. But at, mm-hmm. at least the employee was taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is the Through most important fund. thing, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about um, how le- about the steps. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm opening up a business, and the first concern is, okay, am I going to be able to afford workers' comp? I know we already, right. you know, discussed right. a little bit of this on our first first segment, but I want to go over it again. Um, so I'm a new business owner. What would you recommend me to do in a st- step base of what to do? How to hire a workers' comp or uh, what are the steps that are requirements for me as a new business owner? Right. So you could be a new business owner or you can be already in business mm-hmm. but did not have employees. Mm-hmm. And now this is the first time you're going to hire an employee. So you cannot get workers' comp before because you don't have any employees, 
but you had to predict and you had to put on your calendar. So let's say I'm gonna hire my first employee first of November, mm -hmm. right? right? So a month before, you had to have this contract, make it effective first of November. So that's the, at the same time you hire the employee, at the same time you had to have workers come, and at the same time you had to have somebody like you that will help them with their payroll. Okay. So all three elements have to be put together at the same time. Mm -hmm. If you get workers come before, well, they won't give you workers come because you don't have an employee. If you get tried to get workers comp after the fact that you already hire somebody, mm -hmm. it's going to be difficult because they're going to assume there was a risk, something might have happened, oh, wow. right? Something that okay. might have happened. Okay. He played soccer that weekend. Mm -hmm. You didn't have workers comp because you kind of waited. Mm -hmm. Well, this person can take advantage and submit a claim. Oh, I didn't know that. And okay. workers comp doesn't like that. So, so practically, your mm -hmm. advice is to before you hire anybody. You have to go and dig and find out what do you need for workers comp and you know choose the right insurance so the, mm -hmm. the the broker that's going to work with you um, and go from there because if you already hire somebody and you already doing payroll then this is where you are saying that they might not want to give you workers comp because you they don't know what happened right. so they will ask you how long have you had this employee right so they're going to ask you have you had employees before? Mm -hmm. uh, and it could be cash labor. Mm -hmm. So they're going to ask you a different questions. Do you hire minors? Okay. You cannot hire minors in California. Okay. Right. Have you hired somebody for cash? Mm -hmm. You cannot hire somebody for cash. Mm -hmm. They will not give you a workers' comp, or it's very difficult. Have you borrowed an employee from your uh, from your friend who also owns similar company? you cannot have workers comp or he, his workers comp will not protect this employee working for you. So, uh, and then the last one is, um, is he a part-time or a full-time? Okay. Right, because they need to know the risk. Mm -hmm. What are the chances that this person can get into an accident? So part-time, full-time, mm -hmm. and you sometimes you think the other way, a full-time, spends a lot more time working, mm -hmm. the chances he's going to get into an accident. No, usually there are the part-timers that have no regard for their work. Oh, wow. They're and usually are the ones. Usually are the ones that create uh, the problems. problems and they create claims. Yeah. Oh, so, see, I didn't see yeah, it that way. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's another way of being careful. Okay. So better to hire a full-time than to hire a partner. Mm -hmm. And the workers kind of face the way they see it. And this yeah. is why you need to have someone like Guillermo. That's Experience. Right. Because see, all these things I'm learning from you right now, right. I would have never thought that a part-time can give me more trouble than, you yes. know, or be careless, really. Right. I mean, that's what it is. That person is being careless because it doesn't, maybe it doesn't spend that much time at work and doesn't see it at home. I don't know. There's so many they factors that yeah. can, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, that can affect or that can contribute to, to this situation. So, um, okay. And the, the, another thing I wanted to add is that categorizing your employees or independent contractors is so important. And we did talk about this before saying That's that right. the best way to do this is by knowing if you have control over that person. That's if correct. you have control of that employee or that individual is an employee, don't go too far. 
trying to figure out if this is an independent contractor or an employee. Right. As, as long as you're telling that person what to do, how to do it, give you the tools, the training, then you definitely have an employee. Okay, don't go around the bush trying to figure mm-hmm. this out. It's you're simple. Right. Control. You have control of this individual. That person is your employee. So if you decided to still categorize that person as an independent contractor and you know give payments, uh, give a 1099, what's going to happen is that not only workers' comp is finally going to understand that you're doing the wrong thing and penalize you uh, for some workers' comp that you didn't pay, but also we know that EDD which is, you know, um, one of the tax agencies, um, IRS, okay, and finally the state, so not later they're going to come after you because all these agencies work together somehow, they communicate, I can't tell you they communicate immediately, it can take years before they can actually find out that you had an assessment from workers' comp or maybe IRS was the first one to audit you and find out that all these independent contractors were employees okay so if that's the fact and is that the case then believe me you're in big trouble and now you're going to have the other agencies making an assessment after irs Mm -hmm. workers comp so at the end of the day because you were trying to save some money Mm -hmm. believe me it's not worth it it's not worth it we as business owners have the responsibility to budget for our employees make sure that not only they're safe or in a you know safely environment but also we need to have the insurance for them in case something happens and if you want to have a healthy environment you have to have the insurance because maybe you're thinking okay i don't need it right now but guess what again all these agencies can come after you so guillermo before we close our uh, segment is there any final message you want to give our audience well like you like you already mentioned it's create a budget and you know that you can help them on the uh, deductions right because any expense is a tax deduction so it's not all lost so i think it's very positive and to avoid any catastrophic uh, circumstances, you know, going going to having to go bankrupt or losing your business, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Have everything in place, like you said, is general liability and workers comp go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So talk to an advisor, make sure the broker knows exactly what we're talking about, mm-hmm. and consult. And at the same time, you. You have to go hand in hand, consult with your CPA or your uh, payroll or your bookkeeper. Yeah, because sometimes you need to know if you can afford that, you know, additional employee. Right. Um, I, you know, encounter a lot of businesses that, and this is because lack of knowledge, I understand Mm -hmm. that, but this is the reason why we're doing this. The reason why we're bringing all this information to you is because we want you to have the knowledge so you can avoid these mistakes. Um, Sometimes you want to hire somebody and the first thing you think is okay I, I can pay him ten dollars an hour i can pay him fifteen dollars an hour but you're not adding those taxes you're not adding the workers comp you have to add that in place to have the real cost of an employee okay so that's our message to you today uh guillermo uh, yes. really quick what's your phone number if they want to contact so, you? so sacramento california and you can contact me at 916 802 
6480. I want to thank uh, everyone, our audience, for tuning in today. And our special guest for next show will be Oscar Garcia, who will be teaching us why businesses need to have an updated business plan. Like us on Facebook, BD Tax and Finance Group, uh, Instagram, or LinkedIn. We will be bringing more business resources to your to our social media pages. If you have any questions about tax, you can call us at 916-476-3244. Again, this was Brenda Regiment. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Empowering Business Women by Brenda Regiment. We hope you'll join us for another edition next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great weekend.